What is up, my people? Hello, my creatives, my poets, artists, bankers, whomever you are. Hopefully you're a lover of poetry. If not, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. I do not take your viewership, your listening, everything that you're doing lightly. We are four episodes in, and my first season is all about poems and poets to make you fall in love with poetry. Poetry is just an amazing art form that really can transform the way that you think about the world, or even just the way that you think about what you're dealing with, what's going on in your life. And honestly, I care most about how we, people from the margins, black, brown, indigenous people, how we are thinking about life. And that's actually what the episode is today. We are hitting on a topic that honestly is a little bit hard, but it's really important. And I think poetry and the poets who create poetry have some really important things to say about this question that a lot of people come to. And that is, why should I care? You know, why shouldn't I give up? Why should I keep going on? Now, if you would be in the room with me right now, I'd probably lean in and ask you the question, do you know the man? Okay. Okay, you know, if you know, if you know, you know. If you don't know, then you just don't know. Um, let's just say I'm so glad that I know the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, but yes, this is a really important topic. And for so many people, first of all, trying to figure out what the heck is going on in life is its own thing. You know, I am a young adult. I am just getting into the throes of this whole adulting thing. Uh, you will probably be listening to this as I am in the midst of starting a doctoral program, which is kind of crazy because I'm 24 and, you know, most people my age are not necessarily doing this thing, which is a slight flex, but also crisis. Okay, you know, I'm doing all this stuff in the middle of a pandemic, applying to grad school. I graduated with my master's in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, you know, everything in the world that could have happened on the screen happened on the screen. We saw endless, and I do mean endless, videos. Way, way too much content of just black death and things that were just terrible and tragic. And it was part of our everyday lives. It is. It remains part of our everyday lives. There is always a story to tell. There is always someone who is experiencing the end. And that is a crisis in and of itself, consistently being confronted with life in this way. And I mean, honestly, who could blame us? <laughs> you know, who could blame us if we were just tired? If we just did not want to keep fighting, if we just woke up tomorrow and said, I really, I, I, it's, I'm tired of being black. I'm tired of being an indigenous person. I'm tired of being whatever the thing is and trying to fight to say that, like, I deserve to exist. 
that this was our land first, that my body is my own, that I would love the opportunity to choose how to live my life. Like all of those things are are imaginary for some people. And I think it's important to recognize that, that this is something that we come into just by existence. This is not something we get to put on and take off. So what do artists have to say about this? You know, what can a poet say to someone who is intensively thinking about life and meaning and who is actually either on the verge or at the very least just so frustrated to the point of exhaustion? And exhaustion is just, it's the perfect word. It describes it all. Right, exhaustion is more than tired. Exhaustion is not necessarily fully given up, but it is limp. You know, like it it gives me the image of someone just laying down on the bed with no energy left. And there is a good chance that most of us feel that way right now. And what's even more frustrating is that because people are continuing to get vaccinated and there's some semblance of normalcy for some people, we are supposed to somehow be completely removed from the terror of this past year, like legitimate terror. Like there were actual terrorists at the Capitol. <laughs> and we are seeing images of a terror on Black people. And there are still so many other issues at hand. And people actually lost their lives to this virus, right? Like real people died. So there's still grief. And people lost real money and real jobs and things are just not the same, you know, and it's impossible, impossible to imagine that everyone is going to come out of this unscathed. In fact, it's more likely that everyone is going to come out of this scarred. And so the question of why should I care why is life worth living and all these things, although they are dreary and they are drab, it is, in fact, really important to talk about because you often hear people listen to music and, you know, you can find a song to help you cry. Let me tell you, I have the playlist for you. I promise. I really do. I I cry all the time and I listen to my playlist all the time to do so because it helps. You know, and you may need to get a good worship in. And I got that playlist too. Or you may need to just be mad and angry and let that emotion out. And of course, there's Beyonce on my playlist for that. Of course, you know, don't hurt yourself, honey, please. So today I'm going to be reading a piece from the one and only Amiri Baraka. If that name sounds familiar, it should. It really should, if you know poetry at all. Um, even even if you don't, if you know anything about activism and the such, the name should sound familiar. Uh, let's get into all of the things about this man. Amiri Baraka is a legend in the field, in the industry, not only in poetry, but in a lot of other spheres. 
he lived a very long life. He was a writer, a poet, an activist, an essayist. He was into drama and nonfiction. He did a lot of films. He critiqued music and was deeply involved in the legacy and tradition of Black music and Black culture. And I mean that to the the fullest extent. He identified as a Black nationalist. He identified as a Marxist. He was around all of your faves. He was engaged with all of the intellectual works that you can think of if you're thinking about Black critical theory. He was criticized, (laughs) and I do need to say this, he definitely was criticized and is criticized to this day for some of his ideas. And there is a little bit of a debate, you know, some people are a little more forgiving, others are not. I am not going to take a stance either or, but I will say that his contribution and dedication to telling the history and the story and the experiences of Black people is really what should be honored. It's really what should be uh, respected about his contribution to the field. So it would take me forever to tell you all the different Guggenheim awards and all other kinds of accolades he's had, but I will just shoot off a bunch of different titles of works that he's done because you may be familiar with some of them. Okay, so The Slave, The Baptism and the Toilet, Tales of the Out and the Gone, The Revolutionary Theater, Four Black Revolutionary Plays, Reggae or Not, Tales, A Black Mass, The Baptism and the Toilet, Wise, 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 Somebody Blew Up America and Other Poems, The Book of Monk, Black Magic, The Dead Lecturer, Preface to a 20-Volume Suicide Note, and so many more. So (laughs) I am actually going to be reading a poem titled, An Agony as Now. I am inside someone who hates me. I look out from his eyes, smell what foul tunes come into his breath, love his wretched women, slits in the metal for sun, where my eyes sit turning at the cool air, the glance of light, or hard flesh rubbed against me, a woman, a man, without shadow or voice or meaning, This is the enclosure, flesh, where innocence is a weapon, an abstraction, touch, not mine or yours. If you are the soul I had and abandoned when I was blind and had my enemies carry me as a dead man, if he is beautiful or pitied, it can be pain. As now, as all his flesh hurts me, it can be that or pain as when she ran from me into that forest, or pain. The mind's silver spiraled, whirled against the sun, higher than even old men thought God would be, or pain, and the other, the yes. Inside his books, his fingers, they are withered yellow flowers and were never beautiful. The yes, you will, lost soul, say beauty, Beauty practiced as the tree, the slow river, a white sun in its wet sentences, or the cold men in their gale, ecstasy, flesh 
or soul, the yes. Their robes blown, their bowls empty, they chant at my heels, not yours. Flesh or soul as corrupt, where the answer moves too quickly, where the God is a self after all. Cold air blown through narrow blind eyes, flesh white hot metal, glows as the day with its sun. It is a human love I live inside. A bony skeleton you recognize as words or simple feeling, but it has no feeling. As the metal is hot, it is not given to love. It burns the thing inside it, and that thing screams. Yes, yes, yes. Doesn't it just sing to you? I feel so wrapped up into the phrases and the way he gathers the smallest instruments of the human experience to build this symphony of reflection. I mean, it's, it's immaculate. The first phrase alone, I am inside someone who hates me. Like, nigga, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like that. He's like that. I could write an essay about just that alone. Like this. <laughs> okay, so feeling like you're inside someone who hates you, but that person is you? You know, maybe that's too philosophical and it just went over your head, but it's a bar. It is a bar. Or rather, isn't you? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay, so aside from getting super excited because that poem was amazing, here are just a few questions to provoke some ideas and concepts around your own writing. What can you see through the eyes of your haters? What are you unable to see from the eyes of your haters? Is there anything your hater loves that you also love? Can your enemies be innocent? How would you determine if you are blind to something? What is a white sun? Are lost souls beautiful? How is human love like metal? Ugh. Okay, so it's just really thought-provoking. I hope these questions and, you know, the time that you may take rereading the poem, and you should reread it. You really, really should. I hope taking a moment to reflect on this poem in this way gives you some unique ways of thinking about your life why you should care, why you exist, why you should continue to engage in this way, um, and why you have eyes, you know, and I'll say this, why you have eyes to see and to recognize what is happening in the world. Like, that's, that's the poem right there. The, the, po <laughs> the poem starts from, I am inside someone who hates me, but I also have eyes to see. Like, that's Y'all don't want me to preach. Okay, so um, I think we're all questioning things. You know, we're all trying to figure out this wretched earth 
And I mean that with my full heart. Enemy, lover, friend, hater, colleague, all the things. It's complicated. You know, so I hope thinking deeply about these things and writing something can help you to really disentangle some of those things that are really complex and dig deeper. So if you haven't before on any episode, this is the week to truly find a blanket, make some tea, put your phone down, snuggle up, pick up your pen, and write. Keep writing over and over and over and over and over again. But before you go, this piece is called Never a Day in Vain After Georgia. When am I worthy to receive? In teaspoons of honey or a heavy liqueur of black ink, I sniffle around daisies and dandelions feel like rubber on my fingertips some mornings. I consider myself precious enough to exist and fragile enough to die over centuries. We call it slow, but we are always living in our demise. I like to kick off my socks in the truth of our cycle. We move in time and sit in sunrises over bowls of rice. When did the universe open for me to come in? It's a miracle I haven't lost my tongue fighting to stay humble. I came, I come, I am like black women before me with their knees three shades darker and hair braided tight. I think God made my line stretch further than my arms ever could. I think my head is anointed even when I have thousands of lies to burn before the ashes make beauty. And it better be real, cause death ain't fake. When do I live my days in vain? Or when am I naturally happy? The privilege of life feels like an unopened love letter to our ancestors carrying their unfulfilled dreams to heaven's gates just to ask God if they have done enough. Thank y'all so much for being here. If you want to find all of our information about what happened this week, what I'm still thinking about, what I'm reflecting on, head on over to our Instagram page at Poetry is Freedom. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Poetry is Free Pod. If you want to follow me, your host, Larissa Denise, on my personal Twitter account, you can find me at Say Larissa Denise. That is S A Y L A R I S A D E N I S E. If you want to find where I got my poetry, can I read it again? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Go ahead and head over to poetryisfreedom.com. And of course, please leave a review if you loved it. If you hated it, tell me why. I would love to hear all of your thoughts, suggestions, and comments. Y'all have a great day. Free.